How was your day today? Wonderful. Very happy to hear that. We did a lot in one day. I think uh, what I really wanted to do, what we wanted to do, was to give you an exposure in a short period of time, a number of events that we would normally do on a week-long meditation program. So just before the pandemic hit us, we used to have these programs, Samma Samadhi, and they used to run for a week. So people would generally arrive on a weekend, and they'd book holiday, they'd leave at work. Some would fly down from wherever, and we'd have these programs for one long week. And throughout that week, they'd be in the association of the Mahasangha. They'd have opportunities to not just listen to the Dhamma, but also preach the Dhamma. How's that for size? Today, you got to listen to the Dhamma, didn't you? You got to ask questions, you got to the opportunity to get them answered. But on another day, if we can organize another event another time, because that is one of the best ways to check how much of the Dhamma you have actually understood, is to give you a paper. We give you a test. And we do it in a very interesting way, where we try to prove to you that the Dhamma is false. And you've got to convince us, no, no, the Dhamma is true. So we will try to convince you that pleasure is for real. In other words, you can actually enjoy pleasure. Real pleasure exists out there. Why bother coming into monkhood? In fact, we will be sending a few of our monks to you who will come up to you and they are so good at acting. <laughs> On some occasions, our devotees have got really bothered really worried, and they'd actually come up to us and say later on, Swaminasa, does that Swaminasa really want to leave? <laughs> so they'll come up to you and say, Nona, I'm fed up. I don't want this monkhood anymore. I want to watch TV and play games, and I would like to have a girlfriend. I'm really missing the good life. Please, can you speak to Guru Hamdro and convince him to let me go? That is the challenge we present to you. Now it's your turn to speak to the Swami Nuhanse, who knows the Dhamma inside out, who will try his level best to convince you that the Dhamma is false, that whatever Buddha, the Buddha uttered had no essence in it, and it's your turn to convince the Swami Nuhanse, no, he is wrong and you're right. That is one of the best ways to convince yourself that the Dhamma is true. So we are prepared to go that far. But of course we need to have the luxury of time to do all that. So today was a compact program. So you got to do a little bit of the Valley Malua. You got that experience. At our monastery, it is mandatory for our monks to spend 40 hours at minimum every week at the, in the Valley Malua, where we do our personal reflections. We contemplate on the Dhamma undisturbed, unbothered by whatever else is going on. So it's our time to reflect on what we've learned, what our teachers have taught us. And we use that time to apply the Dhamma into life's problems, the challenges that surface. Raga, Dvesha and Moha, these are the roots of all challenges that we have. And so that's what we do. And then in other times we preach the Dhamma, we do our Dhamma school, we deliver the Dhamma in various ways, in various languages to people all over the world. 
one of our monks. We do programs at the prison. We do programs at rehabilitation centers. And I don't refer to the one that we are going to be starting up at the monastery soon enough. Because I think, you know, now you are beginning to understand that Nibbana is the only bliss. It is the only salvation. The purpose of life, to me, ladies and gentlemen, is the achievement of Nibbana. If Nibbana did not exist, I wouldn't want to live another day. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If Nibbana did not exist, I wouldn't want to live another day. Because I see no point in going on like this. If pleasure isn't real, if pleasure is fake, hmm? and to experience pleasure you have to get yourself into vexation, and then it is only merely by relief from that vexation you get to enjoy even a fleeting moment of pleasure. And then once you realize that, you can't go and be off with yourself either, because then once you're dead you're born again, so it's not game over, really. Then what seems to be the point of existence? It's like a riddle. It's a maze. So if Nibbana didn't exist, if a solution to this problem didn't exist, I wouldn't know what I'd do with my life. So today, you got to experience, get a little bit of a taste of what we do at the monastery. What us as monks, the Anagarikas, the Anagarikas, you got to see the noble hearts, the young children, who we also so lovingly and affectionately bring up at the monastery to give them a future that we never had or a, or a past, an upbringing that we never had. That is what we want to do. If we had this noble association when we were younger, if we had someone we could go and ask the questions that you had to ask today in those discussions, do you remember when you had those questions to ask of your friends at school, colleagues at work, even your parents. They can't be faulted, they can't be blamed because they had no alternatives. All they knew was, if you, want to, if you want it, go get it. There's a right way to get it, there's a wrong way to get it. The right things were referred to as the good things and the bad ways were referred to as the bad things. So the world was merely good and bad. That was it. There was nothing extraordinary. But the Buddha reveals to us another way. The noble way. And that is called the Noble Eightfold Path. That is neither good nor bad. It is neither the path to heaven nor the path to hell. And it is not the path to exist here either. It's the path to Nibbana. So I'm really thrilled on behalf of all of us at the monastery that you took your time you must have made arrangements at home, maybe your family. So perhaps there were some who were not able to make it today because of various engagements, commitments, obligations, and so on. But that's not to say that you didn't have any. You had plenty. You have plenty. You always do. But I also want to take this, make this a moment to remind ourselves of the people that you left behind at home people who were prepared to make some sacrifices so that you could come along and be with us today and experience this joy. Maybe it was your parents, maybe it was your other half, maybe it was your uncle, your aunt, maybe next-door neighbor. Maybe you have a maid at home who you have entrusted with your children, perhaps, 
your property, your home, everything. And because you trust them to be loyal, to be faithful, you have your, today you are able to be here today without a fear, without worry. So therefore you are able to practice the Dhamma. That is why when we do a merit transfer, we always transfer those merits to everyone and anyone in the vicinity. Everyone and anyone who have come into our lives and made things possible and achievable for us. I got to get some feedback from some of our monks and our Anagarikas and so on, and they were very impressed, mind you, by the questions that you had to ask. So I enjoyed one, I asked one of our Anagarika Mahathas, how did it go? He said, Swami Nansa, I didn't even feel time pass by. There were some people in the audience and they kept asking some really interesting questions. And you know what he said? He said, I didn't realize that I knew the Dhamma so much. Thanks to our devotees who have come here from, from Rajagiriya, he's happier today because he's, he now realizes that actually he knows a lot more Dhamma than, than, he, than he thought he did. So you have all, to, all got together as a community and managed to organize all this and bring yourselves here. So it's wonderful. Finally, as we move towards bringing the day to an end, I also want to invite you to, if you wish to keep and remain connected with the monastery and be informed of the various programs such as this, which we, can, we will plan on doing in the future, as, various, as well as various other events which may be of interest to you. For instance, every quarter we do a blood donation campaign and the blood bank is ever so grateful because we have a lot of people who are able to do that and we are all healthy. So every time they come, we give them a run for their money. Every penny's worth of whatever they have to spend to get, to get here. We have similar programs such as the one that you took, in, took part in today. We have our Dhamma school for young children. Some of these things I've already mentioned to you in previous talks. But the best way to be informed and to kept abreast of what's going on is to sign up. If you go on our website, which is just jetavanarama.org, there's a thing called the Kalanavata. Kalanavata is the noble lineage. That is what it means. It is who we are. The reason that today I have noble association, I have the Dhamma, is because of the Kalanavata. You may have heard this term referred to in the Tripitaka as well. The Buddha discovered the Dhamma. He didn't invent it, but he discovered it. And then from there on, the great elders, Asajitero, Kasapatero, Mahamogalanatero, Sariputatero, and so on, Anandatero, Rahulatero, they passed on the Dhamma hand to hand by word of mouth. Because it, you have to be at least a Sotapanna to help another person become a Sotapanna. So that lineage, if today we have amongst us a Sotapanna, you can be well assured that that Sotapanna individual is in some way connected to whom? Connected to whom? To the supremely enlightened one. Because there is no other way there can be a Sotapanna today. It has to transfer by word of mouth. You only understand the Dhamma when you are listening to it. That is why I always urge you, while you have your faculties functioning as well as they are today, please invest 
a portion of your life, a portion of your time in understanding the truth and freeing yourselves. So that Kalanavata is what we have to be grateful for and the Kalanavata continues. So we want to extend that to everyone, all devotees of our monastery, and I don't really like to use the word devotees because it gives has a different con- it has a connotation which means that they are the people who give. Because in the Buddha's asana, ladies and gentlemen, you always get more than you give. This is one of the best banks you can invest in. So people who are connected with us and who wish to walk with us on this path to Nibbana, we invite them to join the Kalanavetta. And in case you're in any doubt, no, there's no fee for that. Nothing we do has a price tag because it's all priceless. Nothing we do has a price tag. Everything is free. It's not really free. You're paying for it with your merits, but there are others such as you who have understood the bliss that the Dhamma brings them. And so therefore, what they enjoy, they wish for others to have an opportunity to. Therefore, it is the people who come and go. It is the people who come and listen to the Dhamma who offered the alms to you today. It is they who built this Dhamma hall. It is they who have made it comfortable so that you and I can come and listen to them. It is they who put this microphone here so that I don't have to scream at the top of my voice so that the gentleman at the back can hear what I have to say. This place was built up from the first grain of sand. This place was built up by individuals such as yourselves who first came here, listened to the Dhamma, or listened to the Dhamma online, and they were convinced that in these words lie the path to liberation. And until and unless you are convinced of that, we always remind people, no, come, take, go. Don't spend a penny, because we don't want anyone to regret. When it leaves a foul taste in the mouth, we've all been there and done that, haven't we? Sometimes we give our hard-earned pennies to someone, and then we later realize that it's not what they made it up to be then that really leaves a bad taste in the mouth and it also is a... It's not good for the Buddha Sasana for things to be that way. So all of this was made possible by people just like yourselves. Before I conclude today's event, I will now give you the opportunity to observe the five precepts so that you can return home the way you got in. So you can go back and do what you have to do. And you are under no restriction to refrain from things that in a lay life you would not be able to do. Actually, I have a better idea. Have you all been good today? Do you deserve a gift? Yes? Yeah? When I say Mona Lisa, what name comes to mind? The work of art, I mean. When I say Mona Lisa, what name comes to mind? Da Vinci, yes, he was the artist behind that masterpiece. 
Oftentimes you come up to me and say, Oh, Swami Nuhansa. Remember those things you come and say at the end of a sermon on Rajagiriya? At Rajagiriya? Yeah, that keeps me from leaving the, the college at, on time. And delays my arms round. Yes, remember? Yeah? Good. So when I say Mona Lisa, you're reminded of Da Vinci. So when you come up to me and say, Swami Nuhansa, you changed my life. You have transformed me. I'm not the same man I used to be. I'm not the same woman I used to be. I have become a far better mother than I ever thought I'd be able to be in this life. What you're really doing is you're appreciating Mona Lisa. Whereas in fact, your appreciations, your credit is actually due to Da Vinci. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Da Vinci. It gives me the greatest honor and the highest privilege. Nothing makes me happier than to hear him speak. Nothing gives me greater delight than to, than to be in his shadows and walk in his footsteps. If there's one thing I always wish with every merit I do, it is that until my last breath, may I always have him as my teacher in front of me and guide me and correct me when I'm wrong and tell me when I'm right. And he has been doing that without fail. For the last however many years I've known him, both as a lay person and then as, a, as my teacher, my Guru Swami Nuhansi. He's been the strength, he's been our pillar. From the very first grain of sand that belonged to the Buddha Sasana on the grounds that you are in today, to everything you see around you, and especially the people whose lives have been transformed, whose lives have been blessed, whose lives today mean a lot more than they used to. There's one man behind all that. And that one man is my teacher. So, without any further ado, I wish to gift you his presence. I wish to offer to you for being so kind, for being so generous, for being the people that you have been, for being a bunch of people who've committed themselves to the cause of Nibbana. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring him here because he doesn't want to speak to someone who's not interested in Nibbana. That's how committed he is to this cause. If you think I'm committed, just imagine how committed my teacher must be. He breathes only because it means that breath can take him one step closer to Nibbana. So, I present to you the most venerable Guru Hamadru. So can we all please be upstanding to receive our great teacher. It's a pleasure to see you all here. And we have been waiting for this opportunity to see you all. Just to tell you that you got a huge opportunity. to achieve your salvation. I think you have experienced today how the Mahasangha care about you and care for you. 
How many things they have arranged for you? This is how the Mahasangha. This is how the noble companionship. You should be very fortunate to have the noble companionship. Whether you believe it or not, you should achieve your salvation. I can tell a thousand things what will happen to you if you don't. Sometimes you don't believe what I know, what I have studied. Therefore we really, really want other people to achieve their salvation. That's why we help. That's why we do these things. We ordain, or we have ordained, to achieve our salvation, our salvation. That's what we believe first. But when we listen to the Dhamma, when we realize the world, gradually, with the Dhamma, we saw that this is the only salvation you can achieve. This is the only path you can use to achieve your salvation. But before, we had other paths also. When we wanted something, we also did what all of you were doing. Maybe are doing. Maybe do. But now we have only one path. We are looking for the ultimate bliss. And we can help you to achieve that. First of all, we need you to understand the Dhamma. Sometimes you may think that you were invited here for a meditation retreat and sometimes you didn't have a chance to meditate. Hmm? Actually, ladies and gentlemen, if I say this like this, don't be offended. Actually, you don't know what is meditation. Ninety percent of people don't know what is meditation. If I ask you what is, what is, what is oh, the meditation, that means whatever the meditation you know, how do you do that? It's very easy. Hmm? Just you need to close your eyes. That's it. Then think. Meditation Oh, Buddhist meditation is completely different than other meditations. Buddhism is completely different. That's why we always tell you, first of all, you need to understand the Dhamma. Without understanding the Dhamma, you can't meditate. Meditation needs improving. You understand. 
then if you don't understand anything, how do you improve your understanding? You had to understand about yourself. You had to understand about the nature. Understand about nature, about the universe. Then you can meditate. To understand, what should you do first? Go to a forest. Hmm? Sit under a tree. And think about something. Can you understand like that? No, you have to listen, ladies and gentlemen. You have to listen a thousand times. You may have listened to, I think, over 30 sermons hmm? of Nayakandra. And another thing is, you are really blessed to have this teacher. He is one of the best teachers I ever have seen. And most of the time I tell him that you are the best lawyer I ever met. He can argue. He never takes anything lightly. Anything. I, I, when he comes to me, he asks a thousand questions. Until he understands, he never stops. If you all are his student, that's what you need to do also. Don't stop until you understand this. This is what we do. We never stop, never ever stop until we understand that. Because Buddhism or the Lord Buddha's doctrine needs to be understood. After that you can contemplate about that. I think you know what I mean. Because if you don't understand, then you can't contemplate about that. You can't reflect about it. You can't understand this alone because you are not the Buddha. You need the Buddha or his disciples who really understood this one. Because this is a doctrine, special kind of doctrine. We haven't heard in our entire samsaric journey. We could, sometimes we have heard this. We had a chance to listen to this one, but we couldn't understand it. Therefore we didn't want to practice. We may have seen Buddha, but we couldn't understand him. We couldn't understand his doctrine. Therefore we are still here. In this life also, if you don't understand the Dhamma, what will happen to you? Then you will be still there. You will see another Buddha. However, you will end this suffering, end this samsaric journey, when you see the Buddha, and when you identify him, and when you learn his doctrine, when you practice it, reflect it, and fully understand it. Until that, you have to move. That's why we always want you to understand the Dhamma. That's why we always preach. We ask people to come here for a retreat and we preach to them. 
But some people think that we, we came here to meditate, but we didn't have a chance to meditate. Tell me, what should we do? Are you okay as to deceive you? You spend your whole day here, and can we deceive you? Hmm? You come here, then you say, okay, sit down there. Hmm? Straight here, straight to your back. Okay, good. Now, now, breathe. Why did you come here to breathe? Don't you have oxygen there? You came here to understand the Dhamma. This is a big philosophy, the greatest philo philosophy. We have studied maths. We have studied science. That was also a great philosophy. We really liked it. But Lord Buddha's Dhamma is the greatest one. We are still studying it. And the other thing is, when we learn maths, it was a burden. Because before we, we learned addition and subtraction, after that, we had to learn geometry a little bit when we do GCSE. When we do A-level, we had to do geometry, trigonometry, integration, differentiation, all this stuff. Now we had to bear all these things. We had to bear all these things. It was a burden. It didn't relieve ourselves, relieve us from the vexation or the suffering. But we learned. Because we wanted to learn that because we wanted to earn money. Because that's the only way we had to come out of suffering. We were so ignorant. We thought that money can set us free. We didn't even listen to Jesus Christ, not the Lord Buddha. He said that the, the, the truth will set you free. We thought that money will set us free. That's what happened to these people. Please don't be one of them. You all are very fortunate to have these, these type of teachers. They are dedicated their life to the Sambuddha Sasana and they are always for you. You don't know them. Any relatives? There are 124 monks there. They have been working their socks off for this moment to help you. How much did they charge? This is the noble companionship. They can give their life, they can give their knowledge, they can give their time to free you from suffering. Can you? I'm not blaming you. Can you? Sometimes you can't. Why? You have another life to live. Because now you believe that this truth will set you free, but still you believe money also. <laughs> because that is the experience you had in your life. I'll tell you why. Because people don't know what the suffering is, what the vexation is. People think that I don't have a wife, therefore I'm suffering. 
They always find wrong reason, ladies and gentlemen. They always find wrong reason. If you find a wrong reason, you always chase a wrong purpose. You always go a wrong way. That's what happened to you. You wanted to eat, you wanted to listen to songs, you wanted to watch movies. But you are still doing that. You never get satisfied with these things. And you can't. If you can satisfy with the song, why the Buddha came to the world? Therefore, please understand this. We are here for you. We really want to help you. But this is how I talk. Don't get offended. Some, most of you know that. This is how, I, I can't talk like, like baby talk. I can't do that. Because I know the gravity, ladies and gentlemen. I know that you are suffering. You are scared. That's why we really need to help you. If I have a power, I ordain you, everyone here. Not only you, even the Sakkadeva. If he comes to meet me, then I ask, why, what, what are you doing? You are suffering with your lustful feelings. You are suffering with your anger. You are a Deva, therefore you don't harm other people, but you are still suffering. You are good people. You don't harm others, but you are suffering inside your mind. You get angry, but you don't hurt, but you are still burning. But we can help you. Let us help you. We have gone through all the things what you have been going through now. Therefore we can understand. Let us help you. To do so, we are ready to Preach to you until you understand this. If you are ready to listen, if you are ready to come here, if you are ready to come to the Gateway College, and again, I want to thank those people who gave us the chance, free, We always remind them. They're really good people. I really appreciate them. Otherwise, we have to spend a lot of money. I think more than one lakh or two per session. And you got that chance. That's why you are very fortunate. You got the best teacher. You got a best place. Free place. You don't have any burden now. Otherwise, you have to do at least a collection. Right? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give 5,000, I'll give 5,000. Then sometimes you don't have money, then you don't go there. Why? 
You don't have anything to offer, but now you don't have that problem. I really appreciate the offer. And now you all have everything. Now you need to step forward. We are here to help you. Not only one person. You have a huge army here. We all, have, all practice this path. This is our life. We really want to give you what we have understood and what you have experienced. We want you to experience that. I ordained because of the Dhamma. I understood the Dhamma. Therefore I ordained. I was in England at that time when I understood the Dhamma. I didn't want to stay there anymore. I had everything. I ordained not because I lost people. I lost money. I ordained because of the Dhamma. I saw that through the Dhamma I can achieve my salvation. I can achieve happiness. And I can prove you that. You just need to associate us. We will prove you that. Another thing is, we will prove you that how the Mahasangha can help you to come out of this hell. If I use that word. Hell. You may think that doctors help you a lot to come out of suffering. Lawyers help you a lot to come out of suffering. That's also correct. But when we say that, Mahasangha also help you to come out of suffering. You need the protection of the Mahasangha. Sometimes you don't believe that because you may think that they don't, normally they come to our dhani, they come to our Vansukule. How, how can that be a protection? But that is not the one. A doctor can help you to cure your physical pain. But nobody can help you to cure your mental suffering. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, mental suffering is unbearable. Have you heard anyone commit suicide or committed suicide because of a headache. Shoot themselves, eat a gun because of a headache, toothache. Now, because of mental suffering. It's unbearable. The Mahasangha can help you to come out of that. But it's not an easy task, ladies and gentlemen. It's not an easy task. It takes some time because greatness takes time. You should know that. 
But we are ready if you are ready. We can 100% sure that we can cure your ailment. Mental ailments you have. We have a cure for all mental ailments. We found it from Buddha. All the disciples, great elders, we found that. We are 100% sure that we have the pure Dhamma. How do we know? How do we know that we have the pure Dhamma? Because of our experience. If I can't be happy in this Sambuddha Sasana, I won't be here anymore. Because I came here, I ordained to achieve my happiness. If I can't achieve my happiness with the Sambuddha Sasana, I don't stay here, then I will find. Because I always want to find what's the truth, what's the salvation. I experienced this one. We all experienced this one. That's why we have nearly 600 people practice the Dhamma, practice the path every day. We make Dhani for 600, 700 people every day apart from Saturdays and Saturdays, Sundays and four days. Most of people are well-educated people like you. We can't cheat them. Can we cheat you? Do you really think that we can cheat you? Can we cheat 100, 600 people if this Dhamma is not true? That's why. We invite you to experience the Dhamma. That's it. Experience the Dhamma. Learn it. Apply it. Reflect it. Then you will see the world through that. then you will be fine. I can guarantee you will be fine. You may have a lot of problems in your mind. There is a cure for that. There is a cure for your wantings, all of your wantings. I'm not, I'm not talking about needs. All the wantings you have. In yesterday's sermon also we were talking about that. When you want something, you always deal with materialistic things, physical things. But your problem was in your mind. Then if you have a problem in your mind and if you start to deal with physical things, what will happen? Then you will create another physical thing in this world and you have to look after that. Look. Hmm? Look at your better half. One day, you had a mental vexation. And you thought that you can cure it by bringing her at home. Then you did it. Can you come and ordain? No? No, she will shoot you.
if you had a pinch of patience at that time, just a pinch of, pinch of patience, you could save your 50 years of your great life. But what happened after that? You became a servant. Please, ladies, take the other way. You all are suffering because of that. Because you brought something to the world, ladies and gentlemen. A physical thing. You brought a house to your world, this world. Now you have to look after that. Now you became a servant. You became a security guard. But everything happened in your mind before. You wanted something. Your mind wanted that. You saw something and your mind, mind wanted that. Then you could associate the Dhamma or you could associate the uh, great disciple of the Lord Buddha. Then you could cure your mind at that time. If you could cure that, your mind at that time, now you don't have to protect these things you brought to this world. Now you have a half of the world. I think you all are very rich. Can I say that? Hmm? You all are very rich. That means? I'm not insulting you. Another thing is, English is not my mother tongue. Therefore, I don't know whether I use correct words. Right? Sometimes it may insult you, but I don't mean. If you are rich, means you own a lot. That means you are the poorest person in the world. Because you own, you are the you are the worst servant. Can you imagine that? You had to protect everything. You had to protect your son. You can't stay here. Can you stay here a week with us? We will help you to achieve your salvation. You can't. Why? You brought things to this world, ladies and gentlemen. Now you have to look after them. But the problem is, you brought these things to cure your mental ailments, your mental suffering. That's the problem. Can you imagine how foolish it was? You wanted to eat some sweet. Either you could be patient or you could treat your mind at that time because your mind wanted that. You didn't hungry at that time. Or you, you, you wasn't hungry, you wanted what? You wanted to eat. You wanted it, you, you didn't need it. If you were hungry at that time, that's okay. But you wanted it. But you could be patient at that time. But you didn't do that. You ate. Because of that, you got diabetes. Because of that, now you have only one leg. Now you have to maintain that body, a body with a one leg. It's not a simple thing. Some people get AIDS. Because of that. 
They got a lustful feeling. One feeling. He, he was a person, that person, he saw a beautiful woman. He got a lustful feeling. That's okay. But he could be patient at that time. Otherwise, he could go to a disciple of the Buddha and get the cure. But he didn't do that. He did something physical. For mental suffering. Did some physical. Materialistic thing. Therefore he got AIDS. Now he has to live with that. Therefore, experience this. When you go home today, you start from your gate and see the gate. Okay, I brought you. Huh? Because there is a beautiful design. Huh? I brought you to the world. Therefore, don't worry, I will protect you with my life. I spend my whole life to protect you. You tell the gate. Then you go, then you have a nice pathway. Hmm? You may be alone or something. Right? Then you tell that. I saw you one day in one of my friend's home. I wanted you, therefore I brought you. Don't worry, I will water you. I will do everything and I will look after you forever. I am your servant. Likewise, go to your children, go to your everyone you brought to this world. This is what happened to you, ladies and gentlemen. Because we didn't know the cure. But now we know the cure. Therefore, we don't do that anymore. But you are still doing it. That's why we want you to stop that. But when we say, Please stop, you never do that because until you understand that you never stop this. That's why I told you, you came here for a meditation retreat sometimes, but here you got the Dhamma, Dhamma discussions. But finally I want to tell this one. Buddhist meditation is completely different. But the thing is, when you talk about meditation, Oh, oh, when you talk about Buddhism, then always meditation comes to your mind. That's the problem. But when you talk about Hinduism, that's totally okay. If you talk about Hinduism, meditation comes to your mind, that's totally okay. Because that's the only way to go to Brahma. You have to do dhyana. That's the only way to go to Brahma. But when you talk about Buddhism, I'll tell you what is meditation is. There are five ways to meditate. According to Lord Buddha's Dhamma, if you want, you can check. Pancha Vimukta Yatana Sutta. Go and, go and check that. There are five ways to meditate. One is preaching. When I preach to you the Dhamma, that's one of the meditation we can do. That is the best meditation ever. Because when I preach, I can't keep my mind here and there. I have to focus on what I'm saying. That's the best meditation if you can do. Preaching, but preaching the Dhamma, not preaching something else. 
preaching the Dhamma. Let other people understand the Dhamma. And second one is listening. Now I'm preaching and you are listening. We all are meditating. But you don't believe that? Because what you heard is not Buddhism, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to say, what you heard is Hinduism. In Sri Lanka, we mostly have the Hinduism as Buddhism. I can prove these things. And I have proven to the, some of you who came to Sinhalese sermons. Every day we talk about this. Buddhism is completely different. Look, I'm preaching to you. By that I can understand. By listening to this, you can understand. Then we can discuss. That's the third one. We can discuss. I know what I understood and you tell what, I, what you understood. Then when I, when I tell what I understood and we discuss about that, then we all get the knowledge. And the fourth one is chanting. You may have done it today. Chanting. Lord Buddha's Dhamma. We can chant a song also. Hmm? A group, group song. We can chant that, but that's not what I, what I meant. We can chant the Dhamma. When we chant the Dhamma, then we will realize. We will understand it. And the other thing is contemplation. You can contemplate either walking, either sleeping, either jumping, either working. Contemplate. While you are driving, but be careful. Five ways. Just believe me. Five ways. But in Hinduism, they have only one way. They have to meditate. Somehow, they don't have to understand anything. They have to follow. We don't have to follow anything. We have to understand. That's the difference between Hinduism and Buddhism, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever think that Buddhism is a part of Hinduism. Buddhism is a completely different philosophy. If I have time, I can tell you all these things. But don't worry. You have the best teacher. He will teach you all these things. He really likes you. <laughs> because I listen to his sermons. I also learn from him. Because he's a good lawyer. He has good arguments. And I learn English from him. Therefore I listen to his sermons. Then sometimes I ask, because I listen to Rajagiriya sermon, gateway sermon, as well as our, our sermon in our monastery. Then I ask, why do you do this to our people here? Why, why do you do special, why do you give special treatment to our Rajagiriya people? <laughs> Sometimes I ask, why? 
because of, oh, because they are rich? <laughs> because he really enjoys that. He really enjoys it. I think mainly, there he has devotees. But here, he has monks, anagarikas, sirasravikas, sirasravakas. Therefore, but somehow, you are so fortunate to have him, because he really wants to help you. Because, not only him, but also us. We all want to help you. You are our people. Look, some foreigners are here. They are our people. We don't feel that. They are different to us. We have Tamil people. We have various types of people. But we never distinguish them. We can, actually, we can't feel. Honestly, if you can touch my mind and check it, we don't feel that they are foreigners. And we have an Indian madam here. Right? We never, never ever feel that. We want everyone to be happy, even dogs. But the problem is, we can't preach to them, we can't let them understand that, therefore, we don't allow them to come to here, come here even. But we will help you, we will always allow you to come here. But remember this, if you fail to do this in this life, whether you believe it or not, your next life can be something which we don't allow to come here. I didn't tell anything. Therefore, please, Please, I have a million things to say and I will tell you, if you come here, I will discuss with you these things. We need to share the Dhamma all around the world, not in Sri, only Sri Lanka, all around the world. That's why we learn languages, that's why we do all the programs. Just before I came to this, I had a class there. I did an English class because I want to improve my language. And there I did two hours of sermon to them to improve it. Still we do mistakes. But we can pass the message. Why? We can be the message. We always want to be the message. Therefore, we can pass the message. When you listen to us, you may feel a slight different. Why? Because we practice the path. We preach to you what we practice. We normally don't use the Tripitaka, but we use the Dhamma, but we don't take a sutra and explain to you. We never have done that. But we always use Dhamma with our life experiences. That's why people come here to Aden. We have more than 120 Anagarikas 
they are looking forward to seeing their ordination, ordination ceremony. We do these things, all the programs, and I learn Hindi also. I learn Telugu also, because I really want to help other people. We learn more than 13 or 14 languages here. We also get why. And we don't charge even a penny to give a sermon. I used to charge 60 pounds per one and a half hours to teach A-level, physics, maths, chemistry. But now we don't charge even a penny and we practice day in and day out not only the path, the languages also, to spread the Dhamma, to help people, to help you. Therefore, let us help you. Let us cure your problems, your ailments. We can really do it and you will be very happy one day. Therefore, finally, I can tell you again, the Mahasangha is always be with you. I can't say that for you, because we are not for you. We are with you. We can't run for you. We will run with you to your salvation. Therefore, you yourself must try it. The Buddhas only point the way. Tumme ki The Buddhas only point the way and they will point the way. You yourself must try. If I have more time, I would like to be with you and speak to you, but next time we will get another chance because he never let us speak to you. <laughs> Otherwise he could ask me, Guru Hamdur, you today could you please go to do the Rajagiri sermon? No? May the triple gem bless you all. Let us all take a moment then to transfer the merits that we have all acquired by dedicating our day today to observe Sil, coming all the way to the monastery, listening to the Dhamma, engaging in Dhamma discussions, engaging in chanting, practicing the Dhamma in the Valley Malibu and contemplating on the Dhamma, Offering the Buddha Puja, offering Indulpindapata to the monks and engaging in various other meritorious deeds by observing the procession of the Mahasangha and rejoicing in all the meritorious deeds that you had the opportunity to listen to today and witness and take part in. First and foremost, let us remind ourselves how incredibly fortunate we are to be in receipt of the Lord Buddha's teaching and with immense gratitude towards the bhikkhus and bhikkhunis, upasakas and upasikas, who have since immemorial, time immemorial, protected 
preserved and passed down the teachings of the Lord Buddha in the form of the Tripitaka, which is available today to study, understand, and comprehend the Dhamma. Let us transfer these merits to all of them. May they all rejoice in these merits. Let us also take a moment to transfer these merits to all members of the Mahasangha present throughout the world, including the chief prelates of all of the chapters who have dedicated their lives to the noble path and have committed themselves towards the betterment of the Sambuddha Sasana. Let us also transfer these merits to the monks and nuns resident in your local temples and nunneries who have always been by your side through thick and thin, come rain or shine. Let us also transfer these merits to my teacher, Guru Swami Nuhanse, as well as all the monks resident at the monastery and the Anagarika and Anagarika communities attached to the monastery. Let us take a moment to transfer this message to those who make great efforts to disseminate the teachings of the Buddha far and wide. Be that in transliterating these talks, sharing them out with others, or inviting others to join them, as well as organizing events such as these so that people from across the globe, far across, across barriers and boundaries can come together, practice the path, and achieve and aspire to their salvation. May they all rejoice in these merits. Let us also transfer this merits to our devotees and friends of the monastery, who continue to sustain the Mahasangha, to earn merits, to help them on the path to Nibbana, to all who provide the Mahasangha with shelter, arms, robes, and medicines, as well as those who pass on their know-how and continue to extend their well-wishes. May they all rejoice in these merits. By the power of all the merits we have all acquired throughout the day, may they all abstain from the unmeritorious deeds, fulfill the meritorious deeds, fulfill the noble eightfold path. May they be freed from many physical and mental ailments, and work towards their salvation, may they all attain the supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Let us also take a moment to transfer these merits to our mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, nephews and nieces, our friends and our acquaintances, our employers, our employees, our teachers, and those who have made every effort to make it possible for us to be here today. Let us transfer these merits to all of them. Those who have helped us, supported us, and assisted us in any way, shape, or form, may they all rejoice in these merits, and by the power of these merits, may they all be freed from any mental and physical ailments that are obstacles on their path to their salvation. May, by the power of these merits, they abstain from the unmeritorious deeds, fulfill the meritorious deeds, fulfill the noble eightfold path, and may they all attain the supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Let us also take a moment to transfer these merits to the devas and brahmas, spirits and demons, as well as the Sakadeva as well as all numerous other gods and deities. Let us also transfer these merits to our guardian deities who keep a watchful eye over us and keep us out of harm's way. May they prosper in divine power and wisdom. May they abstain from the unmeritorious deeds, fulfill the meritorious deeds, fulfill the noble eightfold path, and may they all attain the supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Let us also take a moment to transfer these merits to those who have passed away in our name, our pre- our pa- I beg your pardon, our loved ones, our ancestors, our forefathers, reminding ourselves that it is in their blood, sweat, and tears today we are able to enjoy the comforts of life as well as to practice the path in peace and harmony. Let us transfer these merits to all of them. Let us also transfer these merits. Today being the Independence Day, those who have fought for our independence and those who have made it possible for us to be here today in peace and harmony. This includes members of the armed forces as well as the police force who sacrificed their lives to protect the peace and harmony of our nation. Let us also transfer those, these merits to those who have lost their lives in the wars, be they friend or foe. Let us also transfer these merits to those who have lost their lives in natural disasters and calamities such as the tsunamis and earthquakes, landslides, fires, floods, and various other disasters, including the pandemics, reminding ourselves that in this infinitely long journey of sansara, they will all have been mothers and fathers to us, brothers and sisters to us, friends and acquaintances to us. 
They will have gone the extra mile whenever it was possible for them to make our lives easier and more comfortable. Therefore, with infinite compassion towards all of them, let us transfer an abundance of all the merits we have acquired throughout the day to all of them, made by the power of these merits. If any of them have been born in the woeful plains, they redeem themselves and be born in the blissful plain, made by the power of these merits. They abstain from the unmeritorious deeds, fulfill the meritorious deeds, fulfill the noble eightfold path, and may they all attain the supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. And finally, may by the power and blessings of all the merits we have acquired throughout the day, we be able to witness the advent of many hundreds of thousands of Arahants on this blessed land. And finally, may you and I and everyone who's helped make this program a success become a Rahatan Vahanse or an Arahateran in Vahanse in this very life itself and in the era of the Gautama Supreme Buddha itself. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. May the blessings of the Noble Triple Gem be with you all. The members of the Mahasangha will transfer their blessings to you. Raga Ginnamidatnva Dvesha Ginnamidatnva Moha Ginnamidatnva Nibbana Parama Sukhayan Sukhita Taravetnva Nibbana Parama Sukhayan Sukhita Taravetnva <coughs> Mamada Sialu Loka Sialu Satnvayo Nibbana Parama Sukhayan Sukhita Taravetnva Nibbana Parama Sukhayan Sukhita Taravetnva Nibbana Parama Sukhayan Sukhita Taravetnva Raga Gini Niveva Dvesha Gini Niveva Moha Gini Niveva Nivan Sapala Deva Nivan Sapala Deva Nivan Sapala Deva Tunurvange Suvisi Ananta Mahaguna Belin Seal Loka Seal Satyoma Nibana Paramasukain Sukitara Vetva Sadhu Sadhu Sadhu